It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, of course, available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your good podcasts from, especially this weekend, because here we are again. It's uh, another Saturday morning. It is the third already, so we're into June for 2023 and a busy real estate weekend for many people up and down the country as they chase real estate. Plenty of negotiations going on, so if you are caught up in the middle of that, good luck. And coming up this morning, we are talking about navigating the property market. It can be both rewarding, challenging, and of course, incredibly frustrating, especially for first-home buyers. And we are joined again this morning by surfer mortgage broker Anthony Landell. He is the managing director, of course, of Equilibria Finance. He's going to shed some light on some common mistakes and provide some insights for those embarking on their property investment journey this morning. And good morning, Anthony. How are you doing on this Saturday morning? I'm doing all right. I think calling me a surfer is uh, very flattering indeed, but I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you can get up on the board, mate, you're doing better than most uh, over 50s. I mean, it's a bit of a struggle for a lot of people surfing at uh, the best of times. Now, just tell me something before we get going. It's quite an interesting time of the year, end of the financial year. How are you finding it at this time of the year? Do you take a break? What's happening? Yeah, it's the run into the end of the financial year, which for a lot of small businesses, they're focusing on asset finance or a lot of property investors on on property investment and stuff like that. So the market's picked up. Uh, it's been a busy year for different reasons. So it'll be a busy run in. And generally after that, I try and have a, have a week or two off just to refresh uh, and refocus for the for the year ahead. So it'll be a busy three or four weeks for most for most brokers and most in the finance industry running into this end of year. Now, we're going to be talking coming up this morning, especially sort of aimed at first time in investors, just around some of the the challenges. So perhaps uh, just sort of highlight uh, what we're going to be discussing the other side of the break. Yeah, what we're finding is there's a lot of people starting to think about property investment, either buying their first investment property and building a portfolio, or even instead of purchasing a home because of the market. So what we want to look at is what are some of the common mistakes as an investor and how to avoid them and some of the key considerations. It's a pretty topical subject right now with a lot of people looking at getting in the market as an investor. All right, so we will come back to Anthony in just a moment as our Saturday morning continues on the Real Estate Breakfast. Remember to follow us on any of the podcast platforms so you never miss a real estate podcast. You can follow us on Apple, Spotify and Amazon. We're on all of them. Know your property with us. And I see Australia's minimum wage is going to rise by 8.6% and 
and award rates by 5.75% in a Fair Work Commission decision. Despite acknowledging the increase won't maintain the real value of minimum wages, the Commission believes it won't cause a wage price spiral and the new national minimum wage is going to now be $23.23 per hour, ensuring that low-paid workers don't fall behind and currently the headline inflation is running at 7%. All right, let's have a look at those birthday calls for today. Saturday, June the 3rd, if you're celebrating a happy birthday, you're in pretty good company. Anderson Cooper from CNN, the journalist, he's turning 55 today. If you follow tennis, you will know because it's your birthday the same day as Rafa Nadal. He's turning 36. And Jason Isaacs, the English actor, he's turning 59. It's the main centre forecast. And let's check on your Saturday morning weather around the country. And first we go to Sydney and expect a mainly sunshiny day. 22 is your forecast top. In Melbourne, it should be mainly dry, but you've got a high chance of some showers. 15 degrees. Brisbane, it's going to be fine. Little bit of cloud cover throughout the day. 25 is your top. And in Perth today, should be a mainly fine Saturday and your high of 19 degrees. Keep updated with the latest real estate news, economist predictions, property sales or what's trending right now. Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. And we are joined again by Anthony Landau, the Managing Director of Equilibria Finance for your Saturday morning. It's Mortgage Talk. We're looking at first-time buyers, especially around the whole investment side. So, Anthony, uh, could you perhaps uh, kick us off this morning by highlighting some of the common mistakes made by first-time investors? Really good question. I think people look at buying an investment property and think that's my path to a, a wealth accumulation strategy, and it can be. But it can be a lot of work and making the right decisions and buying the right property is really, really critical. So in simple terms, what I'll say is not every property makes a good investment. And some of the really simple common mistakes people might make is that they try and buy a bargain or a property that's that's cheap, but it may not have the core fundamentals of a good investment property. And people might buy a property because they like it, whether they would need to live in it or not, not is, is actually not relevant. It's does it make a good investment? And the third common mistake is people don't factor in all of the costs of holding a property as well. They're the sort of main three mistakes we see. They try and buy a bargain, they buy it because they like it, and they don't factor in all the costs. And also, additionally, what are some of the key considerations do you think that can help them avoid these pitfalls that you're talking about? And yeah, that, that's critical, Craig, to avoid those common mistakes. And fundamentally, it's doing your research to ensure you're buying a property with the core fundamentals that will provide the rental yield and the capital growth over time. Because a lot of property investment is about timeframes and cash flow. So here's some, here's some simple questions, for example. Will it be easy to find tenants? What are the vacancy rates in that area? What's the rental income you can expect to get from an area like that? And will that actually cover the costs, uh, the cost to run the property? 
What's the capital growth? Do some research on that area in terms of growth over time. There are some areas, for example, that have very high rental yields, but it won't have the capital growth and vice versa. Then research the Pacific areas. Are you paying the right price? What are the vacancy rates? What's the infrastructure like in terms of tenancy growth? Does it have hospitals? Is there a railway line going through it? Is it going to attract the sort of tenants you want over time? And then what's your time frame to hold the property to ride the ups and downs through the market? You know, that's a, a very interesting point, isn't it, in terms of the time to hold? Because sometimes when people buy investment properties, they have no idea in terms of just how long they want to hold that property for. It's a key fundamental question, but it just gets totally sort of forgotten about in the whole aspect of an investment property. Do you find that? It's absolutely critical because as we both know, the property market has has big peaks and troughs and we're, we're just coming through one in Australia where the peak to trough drop's been about 10%. So if someone's got an investment property through that time and is able to hold it, what they'll find is over time that the market will grow again. So time frame is, is critical and having a long-term view around your investment strategy is a really good way to approach it because you're sort of then going to take the view that, look, I can ride some volatility but over time, and if you look at the trends in an area you're looking at buying, over time I'm getting strong capital growth that might average 5 6 7% or something like that, then you can compare it with other investments, other asset classes, and how does it stack up as an investment. Really good uh, points there. And in terms of the roles played by mortgage brokers, property managers and accountants in supporting first-time investors, I mean, it's just another critical part of the jigsaw puzzle. So perhaps you can just let our first-time investors know how these professionals can contribute to their success. If you're a home buyer looking at getting in the market, you might you might do most of the process yourself. You might get your finance in place, go and buy a property and off you go. But as an investor, it's a different mindset. It's an income generating asset. It's there to provide capital growth and wealth, wealth um, accumulation over time. So each of those members of the team plays a role. A finance broker gets your finance strategy in place, what you can afford, gets you an approval so you're ready to purchase. And it also helps you build the right structure in terms of your cash flow, in terms of interest only, in terms of your tax. Your property manager, for example, can help you maximise what you get out of the property. They're essentially the liaison between you as the landlord and the tenant. They'll make sure you're getting the right rent. They'll collect the rent. They'll do the ongoing maintenance. They'll make sure your rent keeps pace with the market. So it might be more effective for you to get a property manager that's also tax deductible cost than try and manage your property yourself. And your accountant's critical. Some first-time investors, for example, don't understand they need a depreciation schedule and the benefits of that. They may not understand all of the costs that are associated with the property and the deductibility of these. So building a team with your finance broker, finding the right property manager, and speaking to your accountant around your depreciation schedules, your deductions, those sort of things will maximise your investment property uh, for the future. Yeah, and it's all about maximising opportunity, which of course will then give you a net flow or a net balance sheet in the right direction. But let's just talk about cash flow because that is essential for building wealth and leveraging property investments. Could you perhaps just elaborate on the significance of cash flow in this context and how it can contribute to long-term success, especially for first-time? 
first-time investors. Yeah, it's a bit of a cliche saying cash flow is king, but for a property investor, there's a lot of truth in it. Um, and what I mean by that is, it's for an investor, it's it's making sure you understand your your balance sheet, your cash flow, how much income is coming in through rent and the costs to hold a property. Now, those costs to hold are property management, advertising, maintenance, building insurance, repairs. There might be times when it's untenanted. So what are the running costs and what's your cash flow needs? Do you have to contribute cash flow? Is your income greater than your expenses? So being able to understand your cash flow and the running costs associated will help you plan and manage that particular property you've got. And the second thing it does is there's different ways you can manage your cash flow and there's different ways you can then leverage into your next property. Part of your wealth accumulation strategy is leverage. You go about finding your first investment property, then how do you leverage into your second one? Do you do it through utilising equity in the first property and then borrowing against uh, the current property and a new property? Do you do it with running a positive cash flow strategy on your first property to build a deposit? So leverage in property is really, really critical because over time, as your portfolio grows, that gives you an opportunity to utilise equity to build the foundation of purchasing another another property. And then having your cash flow in shape on the property that you're running and understanding whether you're running at cash flow positive, where your income's greater than your expenses, or whether you're running at cash flow negative, where you're topping that up essentially, then getting the tax benefit at tax time are critical elements to factor in around running costs and leverage. All right, so lots of great advice coming from Anthony Landau this morning, the Managing Director at Equilibria Finance. And I guess we'll catch you back on Tuesday, Anthony, for this announcement from the RBA, which is looming large. It is looming large. Um, Our inflationary numbers came out this week, which were a little bit worse, I guess, than expected. So it's looming large and, and there's a lot of mortgage holders that have their eye on that date to see what the RBA decides to do. It'll be an interesting day. All right. Enjoy your weekend and talk to you after the weekend on Tuesday. Catch up next week. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 